traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. A good Thursday afternoon here in South Florida. We got a lot of things going on here, horse wise and equine wise and farm wise and everything's wise today. Um, just wanted to uh, start talking a little bit uh, about uh, some of the things that we can do here. Um, and we do I like to do information distribution of equine events. And if you'd like to let us know about your equine events, just uh, give us a holler at um, IENTV, equine TV uh, at gmail.com. It's IEN equine TV at gmail.com. We can get your information out there and maybe tell your story on one of our programs uh, that we have here. Because that's what it's all about here in the equine industry is distribution of your information. And um, in order to build up um, your business or, or get more attendance to your shows or races or what have you, it's all about information distribution. And that's probably right now the uh, most key part of the equine industry um, is getting that information out to the general public. And uh, we want you to understand that um, uh, we try to get to everybody, not just equestrians. We try to get to the general public and and to all the businesses that are out there, and you never can tell when you might find a partner or team up with somebody here, um, you know, in the in the industry. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty good deal um, that uh, we have here. So just uh, give us a holler, um, and we'll, we'll see what we can do for you. I, I tell you today, uh, we're going to start out with uh, we got the OBS sales, uh, two year old and training sales. Um, uh, going on in Ocala. If you go to our website, um, you can see that. Uh, it was uh, earlier this morning. Um, we had a lot of um, nice horses uh, that went to the track, and, and you can watch them and you can see their time and, and read all about them. It's a real good segment on our uh, website here at IENTV.org. Now one of the things that um, I'm looking forward to and I always do is on Wednesday, March the 30th, we have uh, the Fasic Tipton Gulfstream sale. This is for selected two-year-olds in training. Um, that will be uh, the sale actually is uh, March 30th at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, you can come to our website and you, can, and you can see it, or you can go to FasicTipton.com and see it uh, from there. But the most interesting thing is on Monday, March 28th at 9 a.m., if you tune in, you'll be able to see the two-year-old in training sales. And this book is loaded with a lot of high-quality uh, horses that uh, I think are going to surprise a lot of people that, that uh, actually, uh, you know, watch this and, and uh, go through to, to buy. Uh, this is going to be really an interesting uh, sale, I think. I think you're going to see some really good two-year-olds come out of this um, that will surface. And one thing I like about this March, in, March sale is the two-year-old races pretty much start around July and, and get into um, uh, August uh, with Saratoga, Monmouth Park, and places like that where the two-year-old races start popping up, getting ready for the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I looked in here, uh, I, I looked at there, there's a nice uh, horse in the classic Tipton on the 30th, it's a hip number 102. Uh, it's an Uncle Mo horse. Uh, he, nice, nice, nice uh, bay colt. Uh, really looks good. He's muscled up good. And he's about where he should be. He, he doesn't have that, um, that muscular look body yet, but you can tell it's on the way. He's still a young horse. Um, he was foaled March the 7th of 2020. So he, he truly is a two-year-old. Uh, so that, that's a real nice horse. It's uh, hip number 102. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he goes for. Uh, I'm telling you, he, he's a nice-looking horse. And, and as you go throughout the book and as you walk around and, and you take a look at some of these colts, um, they're really nice-looking colts. Uh, hip number 84 is a bay colt also. Um, he's a justified colt, uh, which uh, 
Justify uh, says it all. Won the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Triple Crown winner of Santa Anita Derby. Um, uh, he's just—he's he, a great horse out of a good dam. Uh, the dam uh, is a nice, um, uh, successful appeal dam, and that number eighty-four, I have number should go for a fairly good price because he—he's he, a nice, nice-looking horse. He actually looks like he's ahead of the ahead of his time there. Um, he was an April twentieth fall of 2020 and he looks like he's a might be he looks like he could be a three-year-old now i mean that's how good he looks but that's one of the horses that, that uh, we're looking at um then my favorite in the whole book and i don't know why i don't know why but uh, it's hip number eight it's a bay coat it's a malibu moon coat um the first dam is a super saver dam um she did not race uh, this is her first fold, and I, I like I like it because uh, I like those first folds. You never can, you can't tell what you're going to get out of those mares that have them first fold. Uh, but this horse is a nice looking horse, and Niall Brennan Stables uh, has consigned this horse. And when Niall Brennan gets a hold of a horse, he he has it spot on. And, and I think that this horse is going to be something. Well, she's Breeders' Cup nominated, eligible for uh, Kentucky Thoroughbred uh, Development Fund uh, registration. And, and I think this colt's going to be uh, a super colt. I like the super saver on the bottom, APND on the top. And uh, I think that there's going to be something that'll be really good there. And we'll like to see that. But remember, that's the um, Gulfstream sale uh, for selected two-year-olds in training, uh, March 30th at Gulfstream Park. And under the tax show is March 28th at 9 a.m. And if you go down to Gulfstream Park, you can go into the park and you can see the, the facilities. Uh, you can watch the horses uh, go through the um, two-year-old trading sales, their workouts. They do three-eighths of a mile. And uh, I think you really like it. It's, it's something that uh, would be interesting for the whole family to go see. Spend the morning down at Gulfstream, uh, go to the races, uh, see what all is going on. You'll like Gulfstream. And also, those are the two sales that we're looking at now uh, here at uh, IEN. Now, one of the uh, things that we're talking about, again, like I said, it's about information distribution. And this company is one of the nicest companies that I've ever seen as far as um, helping out the horses. Uh, the name of the company is called Smart Pack. Um, it's a great company. And what I like about it is they try to help take the the guesswork out of out of uh, what they did, what you do when you're feeding your horse. Uh, you know, I I go in, I grab a scoop of feed. It's spot on, right on, right is what it's supposed to be. You might have somebody else go in; they might get a, a partial uh, uh, cup filled, a half cup, full cup. Um, it's never very uh, consistent with what they do. And what I like about Smart Pack is they come in and they uh, developed a system to where you can give them your horse's uh, needs and what you're trying to feed them. And they come in these uh, little ready packs. Um, you just pull the foil back and it's measured out precisely. And it's exactly all the things that you need to go in that feed. Uh, you might have um, four or five different things that go into the feed. And you know that um, with Smart Pack, you're getting the same amount uh, of uh, product in, in every in every uh, cup that you open, and, and that gives you consistency in what you're doing. Um, and, and you know that's the main thing about horses: you have to get things that are very consistent. Uh, you have to get them uh, ready to go, uh, and do it the same way every day. And with Smart Pack, they make it a lot easier, more convenient. Uh, for you to do that with your um, with your horse and, uh, feed and, and your regular scheduled program, and you can change it around anytime that you want. You just contact Smart Pack and they'll help you. They've got a wide variety of products that they uh, that they can sell to you that will help you get your horse on the right track. Uh, and so there, there's just so many uh, things that they they do there at Smart Pack, and that's what I like about them. It's a great company, and there's somebody that you can. You know, get in touch with uh, all the time. 
and uh, it's smartpack.com. And if you want to get your horse on the right track and consistent, go to smartpack.com and see what they have to offer. They also got a lot of other things, too, like clothes and everything. So they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Now we're getting into uh, some things. Uh, This is back from in December. It's called Untacked. And it's a great, great book. Um, they, they do a little bit of everything, uh, in their, in their magazine. Um, they take you from the, um, all around the world, uh, you name it, uh, they got it. Uh, what I like about it is they've got a lot of nice, uh, real estate, um, um, offerings in, in their, uh, magazine. Aiken, South Carolina is one of them that you can go to and they, they take you to right to the right spot. Um, and, and <laughs> let me tell you, Aiken is beautiful. It's a beautiful place, uh, you know, to, to go to. Uh, I, I tell you, it's the weather's good. Um, I've been in Aiken some years when it's been really cold, rainy, snowy, icy. But for the most part, Aiken's got you know, great weather to uh, bring your horse around. And, and, and I really do enjoy Aiken. A lot of opportunities there. It's real laid back, real easy, and, and it's um, a good place to go to. And uh, you know, in the winter time, and in the summertime, it's not bad uh, that they have there. Uh, the other one of the other facilities that uh, that, that we have in Untac, um, and we're talking about the uh, uh, the winter uh, equestrian uh, center, or the the uh, equestrian center to, in Wilmington, Ohio, and Ocala, Florida. It's the World Equestrian Center. And they have a little little bit of everything. Um, they've got on-site lodging. Um, vendors uh, are welcome to call, contact them, email them, uh, Christy at uh, Baxter, uh, Christy.Baxter at WEC.net. She'll hook you up with anything that you need to know. And, and what I like about um, uh, World Equestrian Center is we got any and everything that's there. You don't have to go anywhere. Um, to get what you need. Once you're there, you're there, and it makes it very easy. And you'd be surprised about um, the, the extra time you're going to have in the day uh, when you're at a place like the Winter Equestrian uh, uh, Center there uh, in Ocala or Wilmington. Um, just having the, the, the tax shop there, like we do here at Sunshine Meadows. Uh, we've got a tax shop here, and instead of spending an hour hour and a half going outside uh, our facility to get the equine products that you need. You can stay here at uh, Sunshine and Horses at um, Sunshine Meadows, and you literally pull your car up to the front door, and you're 25 feet away from walking through the front door of the tax shop and getting whatever you need. And Rick and Liz also deliver, too, uh, to all the people out here, So, which a lot of times is me delivering it to you because I, I like helping them out because they're really good people, uh, you know, at, at our facility there. You know, so, you know, just some of the things that uh, these magazines, uh, you know, have here, uh, it, it's just phenomenal. Um, and if you've got time to where you can sit down and, and go through a, a magazine like Untact, uh, you'd be surprised if you just take your time and, and you go through it and you can look and see um, – you know, what they have. And it's kind of like taking a, a little 30-minute uh, or an hour-long uh, vacation. It gives you a lot of ideas. Uh, there's a lot of ideas that, that I get out of these magazines that I see from photographs and information uh, that we have uh, here with, um, with magazines and information distribution, and you kind of get to know people and when you go out to the sales or to the shows and, and you see these people, you kind of recognize them, and it kind of makes it makes it uh, interesting to see that you know a little bit about them when you go to them. Um, you know, that that's really nice nice to see. Um, we're looking at here in Untact again, Tryon Resort, celebrate with us uh, the holiday seasons um, all throughout the year, just not Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween or Fourth of July. It's all the holidays. Uh, they have a lot of different things there at, uh, at Tryon that you can go to. Um, and one of the, one of the things that you know it's kind of nice for us horsemen is the fact that a lot of these magazines have clothes and shoes and boots and 
all kinds of products that um, you know you could use personally uh, that that aren't for the horse, but they're for the horse person. And it's kind of nice to be able to open up a magazine and, and get a good uh, good a price on uh, uh, what they have. And, and uh, you know, I got a lot of good ideas. You know, I become quite fashionable uh, from some of these magazines. They made me look better than I am. And so that's what I like about a lot of the magazines that, that we have here. And, and, you know, like on Untacked, it's a variety of things that they talk about here. Uh, you know, the uh, it's just good. It's good all the way around. Uh, so I, I suggest that um, you start looking at some of the magazines that, that are out there that are available. And, and the good thing about it is, is once you get into these magazines, they have a lot of websites that you can go to. And uh, I know that uh, the day of sitting down, reading the newspaper, reading the magazine, is pretty much uh, done for uh, in, in our business. Um, but um, the, uh, the websites are the ones that really help you out a lot. And so that's why I like uh, to go into a lot of these magazines. And, and for me personally, one of the things that uh, I like uh, is I like the Blood Horse. It's a great magazine. It's been around forever. Um, I grew up with it. I couldn't wait for the Blood Horse magazine to come out in the mail uh, back when I was growing up because it had everything that was there, uh, uh, reports, uh, weekly, monthly reports. Uh, Now with the website at uh, thebloodhorse.com, it's a daily thing. And so you don't have to run out to the mailbox. and You don't have to wait for it to get there. It's there at your fingertips 24 hours you know, a day, seven days a week, and it's always being updated. So it's really good. But they've got there's a lot of things in here that um, uh, that you read about. Uh, this issue here um, is uh, is the leading sires of 2021, and uh, it just goes into detail about all the different sires sires that are out there. Um, you know what's going on. Uh, uh, you know, how many mares they bred, how the foals are doing, what they sold for for sales. Uh, you know, there, there's just a lot of things, um, you know, that are in here. Um, uh, you know, like in the Blood Horse here, we're talking about something that we're going to get get into here in, in a little bit uh, later on in the show here is the Bob, Bob Baffert deal. Um, very good uh, uh very good uh, article in there uh, in the Blood Horse uh, this week. Um, what I like about uh, uh, the things that I, I keep up on, it's like uh, the Belmont Stakes is going to shift to Fox Sports in 2023. Um, then they give you the whole story about what Naira is doing and how how the um, distribution uh, is, is changing for uh, everything that we do here. Um, you know, uh, I just love it. I love the blood horse. Uh, there's so many things in here um, that that I didn't know, and I'm around these horses every day. And uh, you get all different kinds of quotes and things that are going on in the business um, just to see, you know, where we're at. It. We've got uh, uh, we've got uh, a company called um, TOBA, Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association. Um, you know, it's good stories in there about them and what they do and how they do it. Um, you know, I like to see those things like that. Um, I, I, one thing that kind of um, confuses me sometimes is I read one of these articles, and the article is so well written, and, and it, you believe in the horse and um you know, you say, oh, gee whiz, you know, the blood horse said this, or somebody said that, the owner said that, the trainer said this, and everything. And then when you go see them race, they're, they're out there with, uh, you know, uh, thousands of other thoroughbreds that, are, that have a similar story, but, you know, different uh, journey that got them there and, and everything. So, But the blood horse kind of puts them in a group and, and lets you know uh, uh, what you're doing there. Uh, and like uh, this... Uh, Stallion that's out now. Um, it's a horse of a lifetime in all reality. His name's Intimate Mischief. And uh, he's just producing runners like there's no tomorrow. Uh, you know, I just couldn't believe it. 
uh, you know, when you start looking at the winners that he has. Uh, last year, uh, into mischief 2021, um, Foles earned over $24 million. Over $24 million. And I said, man, oh, man. I said, if you could just imagine having a stallion that can breed that kind of horses and win those kind of races, um, you know, it's just, it's great. And and it gives you the whole story in there. It tells you about um, all the foals that he has, uh, where they're running, how they ran, where they're at, uh, the races they won. It's just uh, unbelievable. Um, so in 2021, like I said, he earned 20, he sired horses in earnings of $24 million. $24 million that he, that out of 1,130 foals. That's a lot of money. So if you got an end to mischief, you got a good chance of making some money with him. Um, you know, it's just, <laughs> uh, uh, it's so exciting to read these magazines. Uh, I just don't lost for words. Um, every every stallion has a story, and uh, you know what? Uh, one of the stories on these stallions are alike. They're all different. They're all different. You know, uh, stories. How they got there. Um, how, you know, the whole process that they went through to through racing and and how they got to the breeding shed. You know, how many of them sired derby winners? Uh, how many of them were derby winners? Uh, it's just amazing in, in, in what they what they do uh, there in the blood horse. Uh, one thing that, um, that you're talking about uh, now uh, is the blood horse. It's called uh, Legacy Business. Uh, Speedway Stable Partners follow father's lead and come up with big uh, horse for this year's Kentucky Derby in Carnage. Uh, but he's a Bob Baffert horse, so we don't know if that if that horse will run in the Derby or not uh, because of Bob's uh, thing um, situation that he's in with. Him. So uh, uh, that you know that that's there. Um, uh, you know, it's just all kinds of magazines. They they talk about the sales. They talk about uh, um, the owners, the trainers, the jockeys, the people that work the backside. Uh, that's in the Blood Horse magazine at bloodhorse.com. And then uh, we we get down here to uh, for the show horse people. Uh, we got a great great uh, magazine, and I really enjoy uh, sitting down at the end of the night and going through this magazine. It takes me about a week to go through it, but it's called the Chronicle of the Horse, and uh, it's a great uh, magazine, and it tells you any and everything. And what I like about it is uh, they're um, schedules that they put in for all the different um, events that are going around uh, the country. Uh, it's it's a great magazine for that. Um, you know, like one of the things, uh, uh, Charging Hunter Jumper Classic, celebrating 58 years of equestrian excellence. Um, it's the uh, um, heritage competition. It says, join us for the most unique venues in America. Uh, Charging Hunter Jumper Classic, new venue. Uh, Charging Valley Farms, uh, unrated shows and rated shows. Uh, it gives you all the information that you need to know about it. Um, you know, and I, I was looking forward to this winter here in Florida, uh, hoping that it would get back to normal, and and it did. It did get back to normal uh, this year uh, for all the show horses and all the thoroughbreds, standard breads, and everything. Um, you know, that's like out at uh, Hunter Brook Farm congratulates uh, Caladano, a 2021, champ, uh, 2021 champion of the United States Hunter Jumper Association International Derby Southwest Regional Finals. Um, so that's a good story in itself right there. Um, they have th- products in here that um, that are really nice, uh, like uh, Mane and Tail. Uh, it gives you a story of how Mane and Tail came around and what a great product it is for uh, the horse industry. Um, you know, I just uh, just totally amazed at uh, these magazines and the effort that goes in to put them out to do distribution of them, of them um, uh, every month. Uh, you know, some of them are weekly, some of them are every month. Um, you know, like uh, um, 
here they had the, uh, uh, the Alabama Hunter Jumpers Association. Uh, they have all the 2021 champions in here where you can read about them. Uh, you know, and, and that's not, it's not national. It's, um, you know, it's, um, uh, for Alabama, but it's great because it brings, um, it gets the information out about what's going on in Alabama. And, um, who knows, uh, you know, you might, uh, end up going to Alabama to show. Uh, it's really a, a great thing to take a look at. Um, you know, so that's, that's what I like about them. You know, here when you look at, at the, the Chronicle of the Horse, very good magazine, good people there and everything. So do that. And then um, one thing that, that's really getting interesting now is the marketing of online uh, things. It says, horse, uh, horses, they'll make you laugh, cry, or do both. So you go to online and you take a look at all the different things that they have there about horses about how they make you laugh, how they make you cry, where they go, how they get there. Uh, there's a lot of things that they do there that is really just unbelievable. Um, and it gives you in-depth stories uh, about um, what's going on. Um, uh, it, it will uh, just keep you up to date and keep you in the right spot. And can't ever get lost with all these magazines, that's for sure. Uh, you know, if you got one of these magazines laying around, you know where you're at. And where you're going. Um, the, the U.S. Equestrian Federation Horse of the Year National Champions, uh, is in this, uh, in this edition. And, and it's really good because you can go there and you can see who, um, the, uh, U.S. Equestrian Federation elected as, uh, Horses of the Year. Uh, it's, uh, great. It tells you about where they're at, who's riding them, uh, how they got there. Uh, and good photos. The photos in here are just, are just unbelievable uh, of all these horses that are in here. Uh, you know, I said uh, back a long time ago, uh, it would be nice to become a national champion or even know somebody that is a national champion. And, man, when I picked this up, there's four or five people in there that I know that are, that are national champions. And uh, <laughs> I said, my goodness, what, what, can you, what can you do? What can you do? But, uh, you know, the whole nine yards is uh, getting out and getting that information out. And just to, just to show you how popular these things are, the Internet has not killed the magazine industry. Uh, it's actually upgraded it. And a lot of times you can't get a hold of your, your um, you know, your Internet service or you don't have your laptop or your smartphone with you. And if you got one of these in, in your vehicle or if you got one of them in your barn or at your house, uh, you know, it gives you a little time to take a look at what all is going around you and see it in print. Uh, you know, it makes you think about uh, a lot of things that, uh, uh, that, that are going on, you know, in the business. Uh, you can advertise them. Uh, you know, hey, instead of advertising in them, you can come to IEM and we'll put your information and your story out there for free. And that, that's one of the things that we do here because we're so uh, so um, strong about have a strong feeling about distribution of equine information. And uh, uh, I tell you, uh, you know, I, I just can't say enough about distribution of the information because that distribution turns into money down the road. It turns into clients. It turns into um, new areas, new places to go. Uh, you know, uh, we, we have in here, uh, in, in our transportation division, uh, Tech Sutton is one of the greatest uh, airline services that's there. Uh, they're all throughout the United States. And then internationally, uh, we have the IRT people. Um, they're all over the world. Uh, they're a great place to go, uh, you know, to see. Um, we got um, uh, Kay Cassell. Uh, she's an insurance per, uh, person. Uh, for equine insurance. Um, she's really good at what she does. She's been there. She's done that. She can help you out with just about any and everything. Uh, you know, and, and those are the things that uh, we like to spread here about all the different things that are going on. Uh, you know, uh, get, get hooked up with uh, Untacked and the Horse Chronicle. Uh, they're really good magazines for information and get you in the right direction to, to where you want to go. 
And then again, you can call us here at the International Equine Network, and we'll tell you. We'll tell you how to get there. We'll keep, we'll tell, we won't tell you where to go, but we'll tell you how to get there, uh, just to let you know uh, that we can answer all your equine questions and get you in the right direction where we're at with our uh, programming here. Uh, we have the Thoroughbred Edu- Education Research Foundation and the TERF Awards uh, funds through Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. Now, the Thoroughbred Education and Research Foundation is pleased to award the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, TRF, $5,000 to be, $5, to be used in, uh, for um, educational purposes. And what we're trying to do in a business Again, it goes back to the importance of uh, information distribution. Uh, the TRF's mission is to rescue X racehorses no longer able to compete at the racetrack uh, from neglect, abuse, and slaughter uh, in, in their future. Further, TRF uh, collaborates with correctional facilities in eight states to provide vocational training to inmates who, in turn, care for horses that are not suitable for second athletic careers, uh, which is really a good program. It kind of helps them uh, learn the, the horse business so that uh, in the future they might have a shot at getting a, a good job, you know, outside, um, you know, their uh, situation that they're in. In alignment with their mission to support and promote equine education by supporting organizations that are educating the public on the proper care of horses. TERF offers their financial assistance in 2021. TRF will use the funds to implement a second chance, um, six, to, implement, to implement the second chances farm group elite SCGE vocational program at all uh, TRF second chance programs. TRF's goal is to provide standardized level of education at each facility to educate inmates or uh, on proper care of thoroughbreds and create a higher skilled individual who can receive gainful employment upon release from prison. Uh, TERS grants reflect the values set forth by the founders Herb and Ellen uh, Molises. Uh, TERS current board of directors include uh, chairs, uh, co-chairs Kathleen Anderson, DMV, DVM, and uh, James Orsina. Uh, Margaret Dupree, Gretchen and Roy Jackson, Ellen and Herb Molisa, Wendy Moon, Anita Motion, Tony Orsino, Scott Palmer, uh, Vet, uh, Josh uh, Pons, Lucy Zungalo, Katie, Kathleen Jackson, and Lynn uh, Carismo. Uh, so there, there's a lot of good people there. And sorry, I probably butchered up a lot of those names, but the whole point of TERF is to to uh, do education and uh, through, uh, you know, a good program there. And, and it works, you know. I've dealt with several people at the track that have, um, have come out of that program and and they, they're very well educated and, they're you know, they're, they're trying to make, make good on the opportunities that were given to them when they were incarcerated. And uh, they make good workers. Uh, so that's what we like uh, like to see. Um, we, moving on uh, here, we, just to show you about how the industry is doing and the things that you can do uh, in the business. Uh, the COVID were over, uh, we're over a lot of things, and we have been for almost a year now in the thoroughbred business. Um, so we were uh, taking a look at some of the things, some of the indicators to let us know how the um, industry is doing. And one of the ways that that, uh, I look at the industry is the stakes money and push money that's being offered at the different racetracks. Um, When the economy is good uh, and and the future looks bright, uh, there's a lot of money at the tracks. Um, When the economy is bad and starts to slow down, a lot of tracks will cut purses and everything. And that's not good for the horse. But uh, now we're getting in, uh, into the area where we can uh, go full head, uh, full steam ahead in, in, in the thoroughbred industry, in particular, 
and, and let them know what's going on. Uh, Colonial Downs announces a $3.5 million stake schedule this year. Colonial Downs Racing, presented by Woodford Reserve, Woodford Reserve kicks off its 27-day um, more racing, more money, more fun thoroughbred meet on July 11th, unveiling the $3.5 million uh, stake schedule highlighted by the 19th running of the Virginia Derby, which is a grade three race. In all, 24 stake races will be contested over the nine-week campaign, 20 of which are scheduled for the Secretariat Turf Course, the widest grass racing surface in the country. Purses for the 2022 stakes program will increase it uh, by $850,000 over the 2021, uh, totaling more than $3.5 million and stakes dollars up for grabs. Racing will take place every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. through September 17th. So it's a unique situation there. Uh, a lot of the tracks are on Saturdays and Sundays, and you get into a limited meet like you have at um, Colonial Downs, and, and they decided that they're going to go Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And a lot of tracks... Um, in, in our, in the U.S., they don't race on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So by going to Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at Colonial Downs, uh, that will help them, uh, take in more money from simulcasting and on track handling. Cause they'll be the only show in town. Daily average purse monies will rise 600,000 for the summer from, uh, $522,000 daily in 2021. And the maiden special weights, will carry a purse of $60,000. The highly successful 2021 meet awarded uh, a total of $10.4 million in purse monies, and average field sizes uh, were a healthy 8.36 starters per race. And that, that tells you when, when you're getting the right purse structure up, you're going to draw a lot of entries. Um, and that, that's what I like uh, about Colonial Downs. They sat down and and they thought about it. It's a great place to go racing. It's uh, close to Richmond. Um, you know, it's uh, right off 64 there, easy to get to. Uh, there's a lot of t- uh, things to do. Jamestown is, uh, and the colonies are there uh, within driving distance. So if you go out to, to uh, watch the races on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays in Colonial Downs, uh, you can spend the weekend uh uh, prior to that, um, going to a lot of the historical sites there in Virginia, it's a great place to go to. Good, good for family. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, with um, increased purses and expanded stake schedule and more uh, race days, we are looking to forward in, uh, hosting horsemen and, and women and players and patrons from across the country again this season, uh, said Joe uh, Burns. Vice President of Racing Operations. Colonial Downs offers a fantastic facility for horses and staff and two of the best surface known for safety and sound returns to the barn. Uh, they've got, they've got quite a, quite a turf track there. You, you'll not see any better turf track in the country than there. Uh, the $300,000, uh, Virginia Derby headlines the showcase, uh, day on Tuesday, September 6th which is also includes four undercard turf stakes races. The Commonwealth's richest annual race is open to three-year-olds at a mile and an eighth uh, on the grass. The purse um, for the $200,000 Virginia Oak increased by 50000 over last year, while the Dahas purse uh, also rose 50000 to 150000 And the two remaining undercard events, uh, the Rosie's, uh, Rosie's and Kittens Joy um, each enjoy a $25,000 bump up to $125,000 each. So that that's, that just goes to show you, um, you know, that these tracks are looking at the things that, uh, that are going to get the people in there. You're going to see a quality horses and, and horses from all over the country that have come in. Uh, the Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred Champion Series returns for the second straight year, August the 16th. Uh, with a quartet of stake races worth a combined total of $600,000. A pair of dirt sprints, the Chesapeake and the Seeking of the Pearl, complement a pair of longer turf stake races, the Buckland and the Old Nelson, each will carry a purse of $150,000. 
So, you know, they're, they're taking care of people on the grass and on the dirt. And, and it's, it's going to be an exciting day there. That, like I said, that, that turf course is beautiful. It says opening and closing day programs at the expanded meet will feature a healthy slate of $125,000 stakes, stake races with the Virginia tie-ins. The July 11th kickoff card includes the Virginia bred sire turf events. The punchline and camp town are both five and a half furlongs, uh, sprints. The, uh, the latter, uh, for fillies and mares, uh, while the Edward P. Evans and the Brookmead are a mile and a sixteenth, the latter again for females. So they're taking into consideration, uh, both, uh, uh male and females when they're racing, uh, fillies and mares and, and colts and gilding. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of exciting, um, to see, uh, if you could just get down to, uh, Colonial Downs. It's a great place to go to. Uh, unbelievable on the stake races that they have. Every weekend there's a, a good stake race. So you're going to be seeing some big-time uh, trainers uh, coming in uh, for the races there. And um, it's going to be good. I, there you go. I can do that. And uh, again, I'm going to have me a horse named And uh, And uh, he didn't win. You lost your money, bud. Uh, Delmar. Delmar releases. Uh, it's a uh, it's state. Uh, it's 2022 stakes uh, schedule, $8.275 million in stakes money in Delmar. Uh, Delmar's always a great track to go to. Um, everything's getting better. Uh, you know, like I said, in the business, uh, they get so many good races here uh, that I, I was really, really pleased to see uh, come out at Delmar. Um, you know, you're looking at a lot of them. Uh, well, for example, uh, when you go to Del Mar, uh, you can go out on July 30th, see the San Diego Handicap. That's $300,000. The Bing Crosby is um, $400,000 on the 30th, uh, which is good. That's in July. Uh, then you roll around to August. Every day it's a big stake race. You got the, uh, on August 20th, you got the Del Mar Oaks, which is a uh, $300,000 for three-year-old fillies on the turf. Um, I mean, it's great. The, September the 3rd is a million-dollar Pacific uh, Classic. Uh, that is a mile. Uh, that is a three-year-olds and up a mile and a quarter on the main track. Uh, you have the Del Mar Mile, $300,000. The Del Mar Derby, $300,000. Uh, it's, it's just endless, you know, with the races that you can go out and see here, um, you know, in, in these tracks. Uh, uh, you know, if you're going out to see the races and you see the big races like they have now, like the Del Mar Derby and, and you know, the all the different ones, the Virginia Derby, you see quality races and you see big races. You see the big-time trainers. You see the big-time everybody, you know, there. And what I like about it is all the facilities, race facilities, have gone up and, and they have a good three- or four-day uh, you know, some of most of them are a week long, um, uh, event where they have all kinds of things. They have, uh, booze, food, they got contests, they've got, uh, you know, who's got the uh, nicest, uh, um, you know, outfit, uh, derby outfit or, or, you know, the nicest, uh, you know, uh, um, hat, uh, you name it, uh, they, they do it. And it's really enjoyable because it's something that, you can go out to and, and really uh, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, now, this last week, and we had four Derby qualifiers, and they were all night. They were all good races, and I, I was really surprised um, at some of the races that that, that we had this week. Um, you know, it, it was kind of interesting to see what had happened. Um, for example, and I'll, I'll give you the. Uh, uh, the results here in just a little bit. The Fountain of Youth had, uh, Mo, Mo Donegal had Rattle and Roll and Simplification and Emmanuel. Uh, they were all good. The Gossip Stakes, uh, had, uh, Morello, uh, which was, a, which is a tremendously nice horse. Uh, that horse can really, really get into the run. And I think he's going to be something to look at at the Derby. Um, then the San Felipe had Forts Forbidden Kingdom. Uh, which was really a, a great, great 
great, great, great horse. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what is done with him. Uh, Forbidden Kingdom um, uh, is some kind of horse. And I don't know how good he's going to be and if he's going to be consistent because uh, he's up fighting with the big boys now. And it's going to be interesting to see see what goes on. Um, but we had we had a good uh, you know a good race there at the San Felipe. Um, Richard Mandela has Forbidden Kingdom, a very good horse, uh, which we just talked about. Uh, Doug O'Neill had worse uh, red uh, Sanchez. Happy Jack was in there for Doug O'Neill, another one in there. Bob Haff, uh, Bob Baffert had Doplinger, uh, which is a good horse. Uh, you know, so so that that was an interesting interesting race there. And, and what what happened in this race um, was uh, was a good race. And what happened is they run pretty much the way everybody thought they would run. Would run. Um, Doug O'Neill, um, Richard Mandela wins it with uh, uh, Forbidden Kingdom. Uh, Baffert ran second with Doppelanger, and Happy Jack ran third. So that was pretty much the way you know everybody thought it was going to go, and that's the way it did go. So now we're getting into the Derby. You know, these are all Derby prep races here, and so now you're kind of weeding out a lot of the horses that that are that that are trying to get to the Derby but just aren't quite good enough yet. And so what's happening is uh, is the seasoned horses and uh, are coming around and they're making it uh, uh, more likely that they'll get in the Derby because they're earning the points. Uh, then we had at Gulfstream Park we had the Fountain of Youth. Uh, which was a, uh, which was a good horse uh, in due time for Kelly Breen was in there. Uh, Simplification for Sano uh, was in there. Uh, you know, so it, it was a pretty good, a pretty good field there of horses. Uh, Todd Pletcher had Emmanuel that was going to run in there in Modonigal, uh that scratched out, and uh, he's going to run in the, in the Tampa Bay Derby coming up this weekend, and everything. So uh, that that was good, and, and then you know. When you get down to to the end of it, uh, into the racing, you know who's going to do what, when, and where. And I, I was really uh, surprised to see this simplification, which was one of the horses that we thought would be right there. Um, you know, he was there in due time, was second, and then Emmanuel he ran fourth. And like I said, they scratched Modonigal to run in the Tampa Bay Derby on Saturday, the 12th, and everything. So now. Uh, on the road to the Derby, how they get there. Now we're starting to see, uh, and, and we can backtrack in hindsight's 2020, as they say, but, uh, now we know how they got there and we know why they're getting there is because all these different things are being, uh, are, are being made. And, and like, for example, with Todd, uh, taking Modonigo out of, uh, of the uh, Fountain of Youth. Uh, everybody said, well, yeah, he, you know, he, he's going over the Tampa Bay Derby this weekend. Well, uh, there was a little issue with the horse, and, and Todd wanted to give him some time, and he wanted to run him at his best, you know, when he's 100%, not, not at 95%. And that's why he was taken out of the Fountain Youth to go over to the Florida Derby. It wasn't because the Fountain Youth was tough, which it was. It was tough. But um, Todd did the right thing for his horse. And also, then we had the Gotham States in New York, uh, which was really, um, uh, you know, well, I tell you what, this, this was a, a one that anybody could have could have won this thing. Uh, you know, there, there were so many good horses in here. Dean's List in there was in there for Top Butcher. Um, Bob uh, Caceres had Life Is Great in there. Uh, Bold Journey for uh, for Billy Mott, uh, he he was in there. Uh, a lot of good good horses in there. Morello for Steve Asmussen. And Bob Baffert had Rockefeller in there. Now, remember that um, these are all races that have derby points available for them. And so when it came in uh, to uh, this race, um, I was sitting there looking at it, and I went right down the aisle to see what, what was there. And sure enough, uh, Morello wins the race. Uh, nice nice uh, for Steve Asmussen. Uh, Todd Pletcher's um, horse uh, came in second with Dean's List, which he ran a big race, and, and that was really surprising uh, that he did what he did. Um, he got bumped in uh, in, um, in a turn, and, and he still closed good. Uh, life is great. Uh, he had a tough time going. He had a tough time going. 
and I, and I was really surprised at that. Um, that that was a little bit different, a little bit different. And then uh, Glider, which is another horse that I like, uh, in there he uh, he's a Mark Cassie horse. I think he's going to show up big here uh, coming soon. I think he'll show up real big. Uh, so those those were the three Derby preps, and they all had uh, prep uh, Derby prep points available. Uh, Juncture soars in the patent in Europe on the road to the Derby. Uh, no fillies have won prep races uh, domestically this year on the road to the Kentucky Derby, yet one did March 4th within the European portion of the series in the Junamont Homebred Juncture. Um, whipped past the rivals to capture the patent stakes in Dunkirk uh, in Ireland. So uh, she's a three-year-old daughter, daughter of Dark Angel, was rated towards the back of the pack early by jockey Colin Kinney uh, before fa- uh, fanning out at the top uh, of the lane. Um, and then circling wide past the opposition, she won by six lengths over Morning Soldier and Sister Bridget and uh, in ecstasy rounding out the top four. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if she comes over. Officials at Churchill now pronounced uh, promoted the patent offerings to 28 and 4 and 2 on the basis of uh, the top four finishers, uh, you know, for the Triple Crown races that are that are available. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, she's nominated to uh, uh, the 1,000 guineas stakes and Irish uh, 1,000 guineas. So it looks like she'll probably stay there there at home. Uh, you know, we're, and she'll be very, very competitive there. Uh, that's going to be exciting to see see what happens there. And so now um, we're we got uh, talking about the Tampa Bay Derby. This is the last. Uh, this is uh, the last uh, one of the last races uh, to come along uh, uh, here for the Derby points that are being scheduled. It's the Tampa Bay Derby. And I believe that there's going to be eight uh, uh, races, uh, uh, prep races for the Derby left after Saturday, and we're 58 days away from the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but um, on on Saturday, uh, 5:23 p.m. is the post time for the uh, Tampa Bay Derby, and it's it's got a really good field uh, here. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how this comes out. Um, Golden Glider with Mark Cassie. Uh, is a good horse uh, that's in here. Todd Pletcher's got Major General um, in there, um, which which is going to be good. Rusty Arnold's got Spin Wheel. Um, Chad Brown's got Money Supply. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what what goes down in this race. Uh, Mike Makers has got uh, Grantham uh, in there. Uh, we've got the Vicky Oliver's got Trademark. Uh, Happy Boy Rocket. And uh, Billy Mott trained horse is in there. Uh, so th- this race is really basically uh, a race that um, I'm not going to say it's a it's a last ditch effort to get into the Derby, but it's one of those races that um, uh, you know it, it can come up real strong or it can come up real light. I think this race could go to any one of these horses that are coming up. Uh, I think. Uh, They'll need they'll need one more run uh, after after the Tampa Bay Derby, um, and, and there's not that many more uh, races coming up. Uh, you know, four of uh, these uh, three year olds that are coming up after the Tampa Bay Derby. But I do think the horse that wins the Tampa Bay Derby is going to have to run one more race uh, for points. Uh, you know, to get through there, and so. <clears throat> We're looking at um, the Tampa Bay Derby on the 12th of March. We have the UAE Derby uh, for Made In Racecourse on the 26th. Uh, on the 26th, we have the Louisiana Derby. Um, we have um, uh, uh, the Sunland Derby, March 27th. Uh, we have a Cardinal Condition race uh, from um, Chelsmar Ford City on March the 31st. Um, the European race to Florida Derby on April 2nd, the Arkansas Derby on April 2nd, the Jeff Ruby Stakes on April the 2nd. And so it's kind of limited to where you can go, uh, you know, with your horses on this. We have the Wood Memorial on April the 9th, the Bluegrass on April the 9th, 
the Santa Anita Derby on April 9th, and then the last one is the Lexington Stakes at Kima on um, April the 16th. So, you know, we're, we're down to a few races, that, and, I, and I, lo- I look to see... I look to see the, the uh, Tampa Bay Derby winner. I look to see them to come out to go either to uh, uh, the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby, or maybe the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Um, the Jeff Ruby Stakes would make sense because they would get them up into, into Kentucky and get them into the uh, weather conditions and things of that nature that are there. Uh, so th- it's going to really be interesting. And then the last thing that we're going to touch on here is, you know, getting them to the Derby is, is kind of a tough way to go. You got to get a lot of points, you know, to get into the Derby. And then the thing that a lot of people are thinking about now is is the situation with Bob Baffert. Um, Bob Baffert, uh, he, he, I think he, he's in a situation that, you know, to be honest with you, and, and like I said, I'm not an attorney. I'm just a, a horseman and, and you know, I've been down the road, and I've seen all these things go through over the last uh, 40 years, you know, here. And one of the things that um, uh, you're looking at, uh, Bob's looking at, is he's going to have to uh, get rid of his stable. He's going to have to turn his horses over to other trainers and because with the rulings that have come down, Bob will lose stall space at all the different tracks. Uh, he won't be able to run in Kentucky for uh, until the 20, uh, till after 2023. Um, New York has probably followed suit. Maryland, all these, Santa Anita, California, you know, probably will follow suit with all these. So he's got to make a decision right now in order to um, benefit his owners and give them the opportunity to run in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you got to remember that the Kentucky Derby is a chance of a lifetime and a lifetime of chance. And Bob's been very fortunate to be there at the Derby. And unfortunately, he's had some major setbacks. And the horses that he has now, he's got a lot of good horses. He's got a lot of good horses. He can literally go into Derby Week at Churchill Downs and with the horses that he has now. He could probably win the Derby again. He's got a lot of good horses in there, could win a lot of stake races on the undercard. But the whole long and short of it is, is he's not allowed to go there. And he can't have any associations with any of the horses, uh, you know, that he has now because he has to literally um, disband his board. Uh, he's got to go to his owners and tell them, say, look, you know, if you take this horse and you go to, uh, you know, another trainer, uh, you got a lot, you got a good shot at the triple crown races, a lot of the stake races down the road, you know, and go from there. And unfortunately, um, you know, the things that have happened, uh, you know, with Bob and his situation has brought a dark, dark uh, cloud over the horse racing. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do about his triple crown races. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, see what happens. Unfortunately, uh, our business is like that. Um, it's been like that for a long time, but we are now getting it straightened out uh, with all the um, – uh, different things that are going on. Uh, our business is back. You're getting an honest horse that runs out there. When he loads in that gate, you know that the chances of that horse being uh, in proper condition and, and, and uh, drug-free and, and going by the rules is 99.9% true now. And that, that's what we're all doing with this. And so we're going to see next week, uh, we're going to have a good, um, uh, good show next week. Uh, we're going to have um, uh, some video. We're going to have uh, our art people are back having an art show here at uh, Sunshine Meadows 12 to 2 on Saturday. Uh, we're going to have some interviews with some trainers that are that have um, that will be running in the Florida Derby. Uh, maybe even get Todd Pletcher on uh, to see what all is going on. And uh, we'll check in on one of my horses uh, up there uh, and see how Iron Ironworks is doing. And uh, just kind of give you a rundown on what's coming on next week. And I appreciate anybody that's been listening, putting up with me, to rattling on. Uh, they can call in or go to us on our website, go to our email, do all those things. But um, until next Thursday at 1 o'clock on BBS Radio, this is Scott Miller from the International Equine Report saying, Happy Trails. <laughs>
Oh, who said that before? It wasn't me. 